focus on just being here now. This is something that I, I have thought about a lot recently. I feel like there, in my life, there's a lot of times where I'm everywhere but now. I'm in my head about past stuff. I'm thinking about future stuff. Sometimes that's even on stage. Sometimes while I'm on camera, um, where I'm like, I'm showing up for today's show, but I'm already thinking about the next show, or I'm shooting something on set and I'm already thinking about how this is going to look in my demo reel and the next stepping stone. Like, what is this? Once this comes out, what's going to happen from this? Welcome to Inside the Audition, the podcast where we go behind the scenes for a deep dive look into the world of auditions. I'm Joe Lars Larson, creator of Actors Audition Club, an international community helping actors book your dream roles in TV, film, and theater. And I'm Brandon Knox, actor, producer, and co-host. Each episode, we chat with actors and industry professionals to share their audition experiences, insights, and advice. We provide actors with actionable tips, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your auditions. We demystify the often intimidating and misunderstood world of auditions to help you succeed. So whether you're just starting out on your acting journey or you're a seasoned pro, join our Actors Audition Club members as we go Inside the Audition. Uh, Welcome, this is episode 162, our final episode of the year. I'm Joey Freddy, joined by Brandon J. Knox. Hello, Brandon. Hello. And we've got Aaron Elizabeth Reed joining us as a special guest from New York City. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Recovered from the holidays? Slowly, slowly but surely. Think of it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've got a great episode. This is a little bit of a continuation from episode 161. If you haven't listened to 161, I would suggest go back and listen on any podcast platform, or you can watch it on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, We talked last week about the top 10 characteristics for success uh, for any humans, but we uh, specifically tailored it to actors last week. And today we're going to do a little year-end review, obviously um, being the end of 2023 and a new year coming up. It's a great time to reflect on what we accomplished this year and also look forward to 2024. So uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little workshoppy. So I would say everyone who's listening or if you're watching live, uh, grab a pen, grab a notepad, uh, and we're going to walk through a little bit of a workshop, some questions here. And uh, we're going to do a little round table. We're going to share some of our answers. Uh, so uh, you guys ready to jump into it? Yes, let's do it. Let's do ready. It. You got a pen or a pad or you've already made some notes? There you go. I have Aaron. some notes, yeah. Aaron's got hers ready. Um, thank you, everyone, first of all, for watching live on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, make sure to let us know in the comments what city you're watching from. Let us know your name so we can say hello and you can be a part of the show. And uh, throughout this, feel free to share your answers to these questions. Again, it's going to be like a workshop. We're going to go through some exercises uh, that'll help you uh, take stock of how you did in 2023. And also at the end, make sure to stick around for the end because we're going to go through a real fun exercise, something that's really powerful where you can actually uh, really live into the end of your 2024. So we're actually going to do some time travel. We're going to jump forward in time one full year, and we're going to have a little look at the end of 2024 you, and we're going to get a little preview on uh, how your life 
will go in this coming year. So join us for that ride. Uh, and again, comment. Uh, feel free at, if you're listening and watching at home, you can post your answers in the comment sessions and we'll share those. Uh, so the first thing that I want to talk about, we're going to run through just a, an end of the year review. And uh, this is great to do every single year. Um, you can with family and friends, you can share this with your actor friends. Uh, and it's a great exercise. This is a great time to take a little time to reflect and uh, take stock of, of your life and, and uh, what went well, what maybe you can improve upon. And uh, then, like I said, at the end, we're going to do an exercise where we do some time traveling into the future, 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 future. Uh, all right. So first questions, uh, grab that notepad and pen. Again, if you're listening, share your answers in the comments. Uh, I'm going to go through the questions. I'm going to go through all of them and then we'll circle back and uh, do some um, some sharing. Uh, the first question is, what were my biggest wins this year? Now, this is inside the audition. We're talking to actors, but this doesn't necessarily have to just be acting relating things. This could be acting and career related. This could be fitness related, could be finance related, could be relationship related. Uh, we learned from Tom Todorov that to be an actor is to be a professional human being. So everything you've accomplished this year as a human does inform your life as an actor. Uh, but that being said, also, we're going to hyper-focus a little bit on the acting world. Uh, so what were your biggest wins this year? Actually, rather than go through all the questions and then circle back, uh, let's go one at a time and just share some of these, um, share what's coming up for you. Um, I, uh, fun fact, I previewed this list to Brandon and Aaron a little earlier so that they could start reflecting in advance of the episode. Uh, so who wants to start first? Biggest wins this year in 2023. Brandon, you're up. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, my first one is going to New York, uh, seeing my first Broadway show, uh, training with the Tom Todorov company and, and most importantly, planning the trip for myself. Uh, that, that was a big win for me. Um, and, and making sure that I, I was financially stable over there, uh, making sure that I, I had, uh, money, making sure that I, I had the, um, the uh, the Wi-Fi or internet that I needed so that I could I could do certain things you know even though I, I did get lost in trying to find Central Park like it, you know it was still still a big win for me <laughs> uh, and my my second one was taking on uh, new roles behind the stage and camera I worked as a, a PA and camera assistant uh, camera assistant for Razzmatazz. Uh, film company uh, for uh, one of their short films, and I also uh, was ADing, so assistant directing for a production of Rapunzel, which was a pantomime uh, at a theater company, which I, I've worked for and acted for before. Um, but they asked me to come back as assistant director, and then in doing that, they offered me uh, a, a a position to direct uh, one of their upcoming shows for next uh, next year. So in 2024, I'm going to be directing a production of The Three Little Pigs, uh, opening February 10th. So very huge. That. So that, that was a, those were big wins for me. Yes, those are huge wins. Congrats on New York. I remember when you were prepping for that, you were setting aside your money and getting your paperwork and mm -hmm. uh, booking your Airbnb and <laughs> booking, booking your travel and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. A few things that you didn't mention as well, um, because you're very modest and humble, is uh, you booked several TV roles this year. You were on mm -hmm. some big productions. 
Um, so as an actor, you, you had a ton of wins there as well. So congrats. Um, yeah, this is a huge year for you. So it's been great to see you grow and flourish and, um, have so many of those firsts this year. So yeah, it was the the year of Brandon. (laughs) Year of all of us. And Aaron. (laughs) Congrats, Brandon. Yeah. I love, I love revisiting everybody's big wins. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, what did I jot down? Um, cause man, this year, years, so much gets packed into a year. I really had to think and like go all the way back. I was like, wait a minute, what happened in January? Right. Um, Which is why uh, it helps to have a, like a good calendar system and, or like some kind of journal system so that you can take stock of your life. Otherwise it all mm-hmm. passed and you're like, what did even happen? Right. <laughs> and then you forget to re-celebrate. Right you know, milestones and, and even like follow up on them. Like, okay, I did that. Where else can it lead? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Me, some of the biggest things I started off the year, my first big challenge slash win. I recorded my first professional commercial voiceover demo and built a sound booth and signed up with an audiobook production house. Ooh. So that was really exciting. Congrats. Yay. Thank you. Um, Let's see. I starred in a production of The Seagull over the summer with uh, a role that had been on my my dream list for a long time, Arcadna. Um, I started a, my own podcast with my friend Tessie. Shout out to Tessie Arasti. Um, and what else? Um, oh, this is very recent. It's like sliding in under the 2023. That's good. There's still time too. It's only There's the 27th. still time. Still have four still, days to accomplish. Still a few days. Yes, I I woke up to an out of the blue email earlier this month um, from a play festival in Sydney, Australia, and they've invited me to come direct a play that I wrote out there in the spring. Fuck so, yeah! Woo! I'm gunning to make that happen in 2024. Fingers crossed. Nice, making you awesome. an international director in both hemispheres. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are the those are my big my big wins. You'll be able to say you've directed a play where the toilets swirl the other direction. That's it. yes. <laughs> Yes. In fact, I should incorporate that somehow into the staging, right. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, I'll share a couple quick ones here. Um, first of all, uh, for Actors Audition Club, uh, we helped uh, actors shoot over 650 auditions this year. Uh, it was uh, just under 600 of those were around 575 were uh, in person in studio. And then we did about another 75 via zoom virtually connecting with actors all over the world. So that was huge. Uh, we're now up to 162 episodes of this very podcast. So from our humble beginnings, we're, uh, we're well into triple digits. Um, I personally did, uh, I just went through my calendar. I did 58 dinner theater, uh, comedy murder mystery shows with uh, murder mystery Toronto. And so that was a great busy season. I did over 50 stand up shows and uh, what else did I have on here? Um, 
I booked a lead role in an episode of an upcoming television show, which was a, a huge win for me and, and one of my favorite experiences on set. Uh, and I also had a feature film where I was the lead debut. It made its international debut at the Toronto Independent Film Festival in September. Uh, so I got to see my big giant face on a giant screen. Uh, we sold out the, it was the, the premiere for the film, but it was also opening night for the festival. It was a sellout screening. Uh, Brandon, you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big win for me. I'd never been lead in a feature before and and gotten to see uh, a full um, a full theater full of people react to that and see that. So that was super cool. Um, tons more than that, but that's all I'll share uh, for now. So um, question number two. So to review question oh, number yay, one. Yay, yay, Lars. Yay. Yeah, yay, yay. Yes! <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so that was question number one. What were your biggest wins this year? Take stock of all your wins. Uh, number two is who did I have to become to get those results? Question two, who did I have to become to get those wins? All right, Brandon. You want to start us off, Lars? Sure. Um, Well, you you can dial in on each one of them because you may have have to become different different things for different wins. But um, I'll say for the one uh, for booking that lead role in in the television show, uh, which uh, will be coming out in June. Uh, we've talked about it in a prior episode, but I feel I leveled up in my preparation for the initial audition. I leveled up my preparation between the audition and the callback, uh, my preparation between booking the role and being on set, and uh, just the way I carried myself and the way I operated while I was on set for those five days. I, I've, I really wanted to... Um, lean into like the, the future leading player me and how I will, how I will operate as a lead player in a, whether it's a film or a TV show and just really wanted to live into that and, and be that future self. Uh, and I feel like I did that. It, it felt great. And it did feel like I was a, a new actor and a new person and reaching a different level of commitment and a different level of professionalism to get there. And And I think it's no mistake that, Throughout those processes of preparation, I, I booked the callback and then booked the role and then felt I did a great job on set. So, yeah, it all went well. But it started with uh, connecting with a new identity of who I want to be. Like um, sometimes we got to ask ourselves, like if all your dreams did come true, who do you got to be? And, and one way to reverse engineer that is to become that person first. Assume the identity of your future self. And then all of a sudden your future becomes your now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well done. Yeah. Ooh, great way great. to connect those dots. Thank you. Uh, let's go back to Aaron. Oh, okay. Um, um, you know, I jotted down um, a couple of things. I, I, um, I really had to lean into a lot of beginner's mind and really opening up, not pretending that I know everything just because I've, been around the block a time or two there's always something new to learn and it it only hurts you to think like oh I've got this all figured out asking for help reaching out asking questions and just staying open to new information and new ways of possibly doing things and then 
And then also another big component for all of my wins is um, really leaning into trusting my own joy and my own instincts and leaning in, leaning into that. Um, and when I make myself happy, then great things happen in other people. Right. Seem to, seem to respond <laughs> positively. As Tom Todorov says, you alone are responsible for your artgasm and make sure they are multiple. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, <laughs> who did you uh, to get those results this year? Well, I had to uh, become uh, braver, uh, more confident uh, in in my own abilities and what I am able to do. Uh, and I also had to be more upfront and asking for what I wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. Like these are these are all things that I I want I wanted to do. And like if if I needed help with something, I had to ask for it. I, I, if I wanted some, some new position, I, I, I was talking to the uh, producer uh, of the theater company uh, before I was AD. I, I had asked, I, I wanted to be uh, involved more in, in the production side of things. And so asking for those things and, and if, if you ask you, you shall receive. And uh right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times we don't do that. Sometimes we, we keep things to ourselves and we hide it. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and sometimes asking, like people don't ask for it because they think, oh, who am I? Or it's too bold. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's the fear of being rejected, I think, sometimes um, holds people back. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't ask for it, then people don't know. So there's something to say to like speak your dreams and speak your goals and share them. And then people will align around you, especially, I mean, if you're, if you're a person like you, where you're upbeat and positive and fun, people want to help that. So when Mm -hmm. people have an opportunity to make someone's dreams come true, then usually they're going to say yes to that. But if they didn't know, then, oh, I I didn't know Brandon. I thought Brandon was just an actor. I didn't know he wanted to direct. Mm -hmm. And you you hear that. Why do you say so? Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Right. Mm. It, there's been a lot of years where I, I've I've wanted uh, I've wanted to be the the pick me pick me pick me and like you can't you can't do that like people aren't mind readers they right. they they're they're going about their own business they're doing their own thing yes Lars you got to raise your hand is what yeah I'm, what I'm saying oh. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you have to raise your hand you have to you have to be the person that advocates for you right. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, uh, especially in Canada, we we have a culture of of um, being very apologetic and being humble and and not wanting to be boasty. And mm-hmm. part of that is the the big brother or the big uncle of the United States. I think sometimes we feel like uh, the U.S. and Americans are maybe too much the other way. But you got to ask for what you want and then fight fight for it. And that's that's one thing that. I love about my experience in, in knowing other actors and knowing people in the U S is a lot of Americans, um, sometimes to a fault, but uh, not always to a fault are their number, their own number one fans. And I think you have to be that, um, now you can lean into the territory. Like it is a spectrum. You can lean into the territory of being cocky or too confident or, or where it can become off putting. But I think in Canada, we lean way the other way where, mm-hmm. People are too quiet and too humble and 
don't want to raise their hand and don't want to talk about themselves and um, don't want to become like braggadocious when really it's just express all of your gifts and, and um, ask for what you want and, and go fight for it. Yeah. As the sole American on this podcast, no, not the sole American, as the sole one hundred percent American on this podcast, <laughs> I feel I would like to pick your brain more about your previous statement about Americans. Right. Sure. Yeah, well, you, you are, I love it. I, mean, I love it. I mean, Americans as a culture are that around the world. You know, it's like if you if you were to go to most places and be like, who's the loudest person in the room? Oh, they're waving an American flag. Uh, mm. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think if, if done properly, then then that's great. Have be proud, be be um, excited and and yeah, be your number one fan. Well, I will always support being your number one fan. It's actually, it's something that I struggle with myself for the same reasons that you mentioned in terms of how you self-identify as Canadian culturally being. But like, I, I find that myself too. Like, I don't want to take up too much space right. in the room. And so learning to speak up for myself is is a lesson I continue to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really holding your personal power and believing yeah. in your personal power and not giving your personal power away to other voices or society or to social media naysayers or the to the comment section on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think about that rather than they hold back. They don't want to speak their voice because or speak their truth because they they're afraid someone's gonna make a stink. Oh, what if I say the wrong thing or what if they don't like that? Yeah. There's a lot of that happening in the world right now and it it shuts people up and then everyone's keeping everything all pent up. Yeah. 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 And I think there's a, there's a difference between owning your personal power and feeling a need to present yourself as better than someone else. Right. Yeah. Owning your personal and personal power doesn't presume that other people like it's not a zero sum game. Right, right. And I think that might be what you were alluding to in terms of an international version of Americans. Like we try to force our way of seeing things as better on a, you know, international spectrum. When what we're talking about is own your gifts, sing your praises. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. So that was question number two. Who did you have to become to get those results last year? Uh, The question, the third is what were your most significant challenges this year? Some things that maybe were a little bumpy, um, some unexpected obstacles, roadblocks, some personal (laughs) traits, whatever it might be. Brandon, we'll go back to Brandon. Yeah, let's write this off. Um, uh, My first one was uh, finding Harold Pinter plays. Um, (laughs) A very specific uh, challenge. It was a very specific challenge. Uh, and, and one that I did end up fulfilling. I, I, I went on a, a 90-day challenge after I got back from New York. And part of that was to read uh, two Harold Pinter plays. And I had a, I had a lot of trouble finding a, just even one play by him. Because, uh, unfortunately, the, the theater bookstore that we, we did have in Toronto closed down 
probably about 10 years ago. Um, and so really you don't get a lot of uh, stores that are dedicated to at least supplying a lot of theater books and theater plays, um, especially by different artists other than Shakespeare. Um, Shakespeare is plentiful, but other different artists are not as prevalent, especially Canadian artists, unfortunately. Um, and so finding Harold Pinter plays was a bit of a challenge, uh, but I did end up finding it and I did end up completing my 90 day challenge for myself, uh, which I was very happy with. And it, it helped me um, uh, maintain, um, ma- maintain a, a discipline and be impeccable with my word when setting out to do uh that challenge uh for myself so i was very I, was very, uh, I actually found it in two different places uh one i had to buy second hand off ebay and it was a collection of his plays uh, wow. but it was only going to show up uh, a day or two before my challenge was supposed to be completed and so i found i i randomly found it uh at a bookstore that I didn't think was a bookstore. Um, it was like, um, it's called Scribe. Um, and it has like different essays and uh, a lot of older books. Um, and I ended up finding one of his shows uh, there. Uh, and so I, I bought it first immediately, read that. And then two days before the book arrived from eBay and I, I finished the other other show. Nice. Yeah. Was, oh, was, I think I heard there that Brandon turned his challenge into a challenge. It was a challenge, but it, it, it like an actual out. like you turned your challenge into a 90 day challenge. Challenge. You made, <laughs> yeah. you made it a challenge. Yeah. Um and time management was also something I, I wrote down. Uh I'm uh I'm not very good at or I need I want to be better at making right. time yeah. for uh my family um and 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 like people around me um and just being more efficient with how i'm scheduling my time uh so that i have more time to do uh those those things and be there for the people that matter most um and also my one of my biggest challenges was losing my voice and yeah losing my voice uh I, I ended up doing, uh, during a tech week for a show that was opening, I did, I think it was five murder mystery shows on top of doing about six productions of that show leading up to opening night. Uh, and the day <laughs> after opening, I lost my voice and still did two shows on top of that. And I, and like, it wasn't good. It wasn't smart. Uh, I need to make sure that I planned ahead and was doing voice and speech exercises. Um, Lars and I just completed a week where we did seven murder mystery shows in five days. Um, I had my voice after those five days because I planned for it, made sure that I dedicated time to working and doing warmups. Um, and so one of my challenges was losing that voice and making sure that I was making steps to not have that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, w- I was very happy with uh, the work that uh, I've done since since losing my voice. 
Yeah, and you work you you do work hard on that. You're always doing voice voice and speech exercises. You're always doing your your humming and your scales and your Yeah, straw. you know how many straws I keep at Laughing Vikings now, Aaron? So many straws. Yes, the straws. <laughs> um that's a great example too of of who do you need to become like if all your dreams came true and you're in a Broadway show or you're on set or maybe you're both, you're on set in the day and you're in a show in the evening mm-hmm. um, vocally to have that support there. And, and now you, you learn that lesson. So hopefully yeah. now every other future time where you do get cast and all your dreams come true and you're in this dream role that you're never mm-hmm. having to deal with that as, as at least as not as severely as you did this time. Cause it's, a, it's the worst feeling as an actor or any performer who uses their voice to not have it is like you feel so vulnerable and almost useless. Well, because I remember talking last year uh, in our reflective uh, podcast episode, um, and and I was talking about how I wanted to get to the level of doing eight shows a week, right. and like I I did eleven or twelve or something like that in that one week, and I didn't take the proper steps to make sure that I was maintaining. And right. doing those things so that I could keep going. Right. Um, and learning that lesson was was very, very important and very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you know, this too. Um, or I've, I've noticed, and I, we've, a lot of times we've all done this, but you, in some shows, you were overworking your voice where you're belting something out or yeah. maybe screaming, yelling unnecessarily where it wasn't supported. So you were like, you were doing damage. So then to, to recognize that sweet spot of having vocal power, but without having to do damage mm-hmm. to your voice, like you don't need to be so loud that you're hurting yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron. Well, I gasped when you said time management, because that was a big one for yeah. me. Um, definitely time management, like learning how to protect and prioritize my time and tasks so that I can get not just my obligations done for the other people that I've committed to, but also the commitments I've made to myself and what I want to honor and do, even just as a human, like let alone my own personal creative goals, but like just can a girl get, you know, read a book at night? You know, (laughs) do I have an hour in the evening to like, just be a human and, Mm -hmm. and relax and step away. So that was a big one, big one for me. Um, as well as like saying no, setting boundaries, setting more, more boundaries around what I agree to or take on. That's, that's a big one. Um, and that's been a lifelong thing. And this year it really came into play. Like the universe found so many ways to, to, to push me in the right direction of being like, okay, no, I need to say no to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Time management's, that's a challenge for everyone. You've heard that, uh, the term, what doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. And uh, one of my coaches, Brendan Burchard, through Growth Day, he often says, show me your calendar and I'll show you your life. Like he just, when he starts coaching someone, he's like, give me your phone. And he looks at your calendar and he can tell where your priorities are and how you're spending your life. Or if you don't have any calendar, then he can tell you're kind of just bouncing around 
randomly to the requests and behest of others rather than setting your own life up and, and scheduling things. So, yeah. Um, mine were, um, it's, I yeah, think, sorry, Aaron, did you have one more thing you wanted to add? Oh, I just had, I had something that I haven't put into practice yet, but it was a tip from somebody I, I knew and I, I thought maybe I'd start doing it in 2024 was after like in your calendar at the end of every week, like pencil in not just the obligations and things you should do, but also write in the things you actually did. Um, mm -hmm. So that at the end you can actually review and see like, Oh, where did I spend my time? Like if something I wanted to do didn't get done, but I see what I did instead. I can use that information to adjust my priorities. And the answer for everyone, what they did instead is they scrolled on Instagram. Or on Insta, yeah. <laughs> Every time we don't do what we're supposed to be doing, it's we're, we're doing this randomly. It's mostly, mm -hmm. what did you do? Oh, I did this with my thumb. That I needed to do. Um, mine were similar. I, I wrote down a challenge um, and an ongoing challenge is is procrastination like just the idea of knowing the things that you need to do but not getting down to business uh often for me that's getting caught in the trap of having a lot to do and instead of just starting with something spending hours being like oh, i got so much to do and you don't really do anything instead of just okay let's prioritize them and just start knocking them out and some and the flip side to that is when i'm most productive it's when I know a bunch of things I need to do and I just, okay, let's do one and then do the next one and do the next one and do the next one uh, combined with actually putting it in my schedule too and, and taking the time to like block time rather than just have this giant massive to do. And then you wake up every day thinking and having the overwhelm of, I got so much to do. What am I going to do versus okay, between nine and 10, I've decided that I'm going to do this one thing. And then between 10 and 11, I'm going to do this second thing. And I'm just going about it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I put in there a, a little bit of a lack of discipline too, which is discipline if you were to define it as um, doing the things you need, you know you need to do, whether or not you feel like them, uh, whether or not you like doing it. So for me, that can sometimes be fitness things where it's like, I, I know i should be getting getting to the gym, but uh, I'm tired. I'll do it tomorrow kind of thing. Um, and the other one I brought down was dopamine addictions, uh, which is things like um, scrolling, things like sweets or, or vices where it's just like immediate dopamine hits rather than focusing on, oh, I could be doing something and delaying gratification to achieve a goal that, Maybe it's going to take me a little while, but instead I choose to get a hit of dopamine by checking, by scrolling, checking my DMs, checking my emails, grabbing some sugar, grabbing a drink, and some food that's not great, but tastes good right now, like a comfort food sort of thing. Um, all right. Question four. Question the fourth is uh, reflect on a main goal you set last year. And think about it. Did you achieve it? Uh, and then also think, what, what are there goals that shifted or changed over the year? And the most important part of this step is examine your thoughts or feelings that come up around any missed goals. 
and take inventory of those thoughts and feelings around all the things that didn't happen. Um, so anything you guys want to share from that? We're looking at things that you didn't get done that you wanted to get done and how you thought and felt about it. Oh, that's what that question meant. I can jump in and start. Um, mm-hmm. I So one of the goals I had set for myself was greater financial abundance, specifically through my artistic and creative endeavors and work. And I, it, I can't say it didn't happen. It certainly did. It improved but not to the level that I was hoping that it would. Um, And instead I see that I made like progress, stepping stones and certain avenues, like for instance, the voiceover stuff, um, like I'm set up and primed, um, but there's not, it's not like actively raking in five or six digits for me within the year. And that, I realize now that I should have set SMARTER goals, acronym S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, achievable? Um, Specific, measurable. I've heard it as action-oriented. Action, yeah. Yeah, achievable, action-oriented, like realistic and timely. Right, Um, time-based. Yeah, yeah, time-based. Um, to, I, I could have, if I had set more specific clear, clarifying goals, maybe I would have been able to say I achieved them instead. I'm like, it was kind of in this amorphous thing mm. and I kind of amorphously improved. Right. Yeah. It's hard to hit fuzzy goals. Cause what is right. it? Like if you're like, I'm going to go on a vacation, I kind of see some trees and a, some sand and some buildings. Maybe I'll go there on a plane. I think like that. If you if you were to plan your vacations like that, where where are you going to end up? Yeah, are you in Florida or are you in Bali? Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, and and the other thing that I'll just comment on on um, I've, I've got a note here that um, nothing has any inherent meaning except the meaning that we give it. Um, and that our often our expectations are the root of a lot of our suffering. Um, the time-based thing is important, but also what, what about the possibility of like, what if we let go of some of the time-based, since it's kind of arbitrary, we make it up, oh, I want to get this done by this date. The idea of also being okay with, what if we just trusted that, it's inevitable that your the goal is going to be achieved, but we don't really know the time and when it is going to be achieved to just allow us to relax and just trust that it's going to happen. Like you, you talk about um, making money from voiceover and you wanted to make X dollars by this year. Maybe it didn't happen, but you set up the systems and the infrastructure. Like you have the sound booth, you have your connections, so maybe all that stuff's going to happen, but it's it's going to happen a little later than you expected. Uh, and we can sometimes really get down on those expectations and, and we we can remain really attached to them when it's something that we just kind of made up 
anyways. So we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. It's good on the one hand to set those goals and to set a time so that you see the date and you take the steps to get it done by that date. But the flip side, the danger to it is if you're so attached to it where we get disappointed and we get down on ourselves and we're like, ah, what a fucking loser I am because I didn't do this. Like, it's just a made up target anyways. So finding that, that fine line. Uh, and the other note I've got here is that feelings are feelings about this stuff. Our thoughts and feelings about when something didn't go well shows us, can show us where our subconscious tension is. So it's like tap into those feelings about, oh, like if, if it feels heavy and it feels bad, then subconsciously you, you got to work through some stuff there too. So, um, Brandon, anything you want to share about things not achieved? Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar in, in, in the same vein. Um, like I, I always felt, uh, my goals were I need, it, it wasn't dollar amounts, but it was, I want to book four roles this year, or I want to book five or what, whatever. Right. I want to book two commercials right. and three TV shows, like right. whatever. It's a random number. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. it's just sort of arbitrary and I don't control those outcomes. And right. I, I want to focus on more goals that I can control, <laughs> you know, doing daily voice and speech workouts, uh, but like not just doing daily voice and speech workouts, having structure to that. And it, it's very similar to what Aaron said, work smarter, work smarter, not you don't need to work harder, just work smarter with what you're already doing. Um, and and those will, uh, I, I think, will help me in the long run. And so I, I think my goals for 2024 are more things that I can control and making sure they're more um, about getting incrementally better um, and, and like having more structure to what I'm doing. Yeah. I love it. Um, for me, what's what's coming up on that? Things that I, the majority of things that I didn't accomplish that I I wanted to, I feel are because um, sometimes I take on too much. Like if I were to look at my list, it's like, well, how, of course you can't. How can you do all of that in that amount of time? So, the idea of focus, the idea of prioritizing. Like you can have a lot of things in your life that you want to do, but you can't do them all at once. Mm -hmm. just because of the nature of time. Like you, you can't be doing everything. And um, James Wedmore, my business coach, talks about the idea of bridge building and the idea of working on completing bridges. And if if the bridge takes you from where you are now to your future self, what you want to be, do, and have, you need that bridge to be completed to get you there. And often me between stand-up and dinner theater and audition club and comedy alley laughing vikings and um wanting to host and produce stand-up shows in toronto and in new york and la and having those goals it's like well i can build a bridge here and then often i'll start a bridge and get it like halfway done but that doesn't get you there so it's the idea of pick some of these goals you can have it's great to have all these things to do but you can't get them all done. There needs to be some kind of sequential order. So do one and complete one, get the fruits of having that complete bridge established and then work on the next one. Whereas sometimes we try to build them all at once. So we end up with 10 half built bridges that don't get us anywhere. 
um, except falling into the river and getting <laughs> made by the current. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's that's it for me. Is is still have all those goals, but have the prioritization and have the dis prior pri- prioritization and the discipline to focus on one of them at a time and complete them uh, and and take them further than a little bit here and a little bit there, a little bit there. You, you hear the term, um, what's the term? Like a, a dog who's chases multiple rabbits, doesn't catch any, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have one, one goal at a time, you know, and complete it. Um, so that was, was coming up for me. Um, did we complete that one? Yeah, we're done. Right. Yep. Number five. Yes. Uh, no, we're moving on to number five. Um, what was something that you did that you didn't think you'd ever do? Uh, what was that result and who did you become in that process? Um, I, I didn't think I'd ever go to Vancouver uh, if it wasn't for work. Uh, and I, I went there uh, for uh, with uh, my girlfriend and we went to see the city. Absolutely gorgeous city. Uh, wonderful. Uh, we saw a lot of we saw some really great theater. We went to a hockey game. Um, we did high tea which was definitely, Ooh. yeah, I know. I've never done high tea, Aaron. And uh, I was, I, I am not built for fancy things. <laughs> did you break a glass? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you didn't. eat tea cakes with your hands? I, I did. Well, are you not supposed to eat tea cakes with your hands? What do you, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> It's what the little forks are for, Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, didn't not... any, I didn't get any oh, forks. I didn't get a fork. I didn't get any forks. Got a little spoon. You can't eat things with spoons. Uh, or some things, whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I, I did have to plan for that financially uh, and uh, make sure that I, I had money set aside um, and um, and pay off. Uh, you know, pay off New York as well as uh, making sure that I had money for, for that as well. Um, and that was a, that was a really great experience uh, and something I'll, I'll always remember. So that, that was a, that was a big, that was a big step for me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's Aaron, the memories, right? The experiences we make in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you didn't think you'd ever do. What was the result and who did you well, become? And who did I become? Well, this one is a little bit of a a, a fudge on the question because I don't know that I didn't think I would ever, never start my own podcast. Sure. But it, it was something that I dreamed about for years and years but had never taken action on it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of became one of those I can live without it things. And then it happened, did it, and it's going well, having so much fun, and I'm so proud of myself and and Tessie as well for for putting it out there. And who did I become in the process? Is that like that's the follow up? I have learned how to be much more openly vulnerable when I know something is going to be put out there for the entire globe to potentially consume. Hmm. I think I'm very open with people close to me, but I'm not used to sharing personal details just to a, to a room, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, so knowing that this is 
going out and being broadcast for anyone to listen to has been humbling. But I think it's making me a stronger person <laughs> because of it. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. What comes up for me when you say that is I've heard the term uh, often our messes become our messages and just the idea of like the the stuff, the, the vulnerabilities that we have or the, the situations we go through often become our strengths for the mm-hmm. or, or the message that really helps the rest of the world. So you you dealing with that or sharing vulnerabilities on a podcast, who knows how many people listen to that episode and then it helps them. And then you, the, your thing that was a challenge for you becomes the the message that ends up helping the rest of the world. Right. It becomes a point of connection. Yeah. 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 Um, one of my biggest ones was uh, when I was down in uh, L.A. for a three-day business uh, conference. I invested in a coaching program uh, that was a higher ticket, higher price than, than I've – with the exception of um, – with the exception of uh, acting conservatory, this is the, one of the higher ticket investments I've ever made um, in, a, in a team of coaches and a, a year-long 12-month coaching program. And so who did I have to become in that process? Part of it was I had to become a person that would trust in myself that when I invest in something, I'm going to make good on it. I'm going to work hard and do the work and show up and, and get that return on the investment. I think a lot of the times, whether it's taking a course or a program or a workshop or acting classes, sometimes our internal voice can doubt, like, is this going to work for me? Or I've done other things before that didn't work out. So why is this one going to be different? There's, there's often those um, hesitations and those fears. So it had to be, uh, and I think I had to live into my future self and, and even to make that decision the night when I was um, offered the opportunity and um, given the details of the program, I really had to sit and meditate and think of, okay, if I'm, if I become everyone who, if I become everything who I want to be in the future, who would that, what would that guy say to this opportunity? And then when I thought from that standpoint, it was like, this is a no brainer. Um, the, the money, the, the dollar amount was a little scary and a little uncomfortable. But then when I really thought about like, okay, when all of my dreams are coming true and when I'm doing all the things I want to do, this amount of money isn't going to be an issue for me. Um, so I was sort of having to act from my future self rather than act from my current circumstances of what's the exact dollar amount in my bank account now, or, um, how much room do I have on a credit card right now? Uh, those things can sometimes be limiters. Whereas if I flash forward to be like, okay, who am I a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, am I sweating this? Or am I looking back on this as being like, oh, this was a great fucking decision. What a huge return on investment I got. So, and one of the things I did is I went to, um, I went to dinner with myself that night um, just to, to review the materials and to look at the program. Uh, but they had like what they call a commitment card, which is basically like your, your registration card. And I was like, you know what I'll do? I'm just going to fill it out and see how that feels. And I started filling it out and I completed it. Like you have to complete your credit card information and all your email and all your 
stuff and check some boxes. Uh, and I did that and sat in that and I was like, Oh, this feels fucking great. Like I, this feels awesome. I, this is a no brainer rather than if I had done it and had like, Oh, this is this, the vibration of this doesn't feel good. And I would want to tear it up. Um, and I, and then I slept on it that night. And when I woke up, there's a little bit of trepidation, but it was still like, no, I think the the person who I want to be and need to become is a person who says yes to this kind of opportunity, even if it did scare me a little bit. And um, there's the doubt of, is it going to pay off? And I'm going to get the return on the investment. Could I use the money for something else? Um, but yeah, that was huge. So shout out to Wedmore and, next level a business by design next level it's been already great um so i'm looking forward to it yeah sweet thank you uh six number six um marco actually let's go to the the comments here we've got uh marco he says Goals are different from expectations. That's why I use the phrase above. He says, I always say expectations lead to failure. If you don't expect them, <laughs> um, never fail. True, there's a, a slippery slope there. I think it's it's also um, like it's kind of human nature to have some expectations, but detaching from those, I think, is part of it. Um, detaching from them. So it's not like, oh, my God, I... I wanted something like we all want something to happen. And part of the nature of goals is having some expectations, but then detaching from some of those. So it's not like it didn't go exactly as planned. So now you're ruined and you're a big wreck. Yeah. Also, I don't think it's bad to fail. Gosh, I learned so much from my failures. Right. That's, that's the other thing is, um, you either get the results you wanted or the lessons you needed. Yeah. And most people and many, like some of the most successful people, the reason they're the most successful is because they've failed the most and failure in quotation marks. They've learned right. how not to do it or they've, they've steered themselves in the right direction and constantly course corrected based on, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted to. What do I got to do next time? Or the famous example is Thomas Edison, Ten, took him 10,000 iterations of the light bulb and people asked him, was it feel to, to fail 9,999 times? And he's like, I didn't fail. I learned how not to do it. That led me how to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, we pop that. Uh, there you go. Uh, number six is looking back on last year. What or who did I let go of? What was that result? And who did you become? So this is the idea of, of um, in order to be someone new and to have a di- to different life and to, to bring different things into your life, often it requires making space for that, mm-hmm. whether it's relationship, friends, family, close relationships. Uh, sometimes it's bad habits. Uh, sometimes it's just this practical of, of time. If there's new things that you want to be doing, you got to clear time in your schedule to, to allow that. So what comes up for you guys, things that you let go, um, could be habits, could be people, could be vices. Um, I, I started letting go of the idea that I need to continuously prove, uh, myself and my craft. Uh, I think, uh, the more I work in this business, the more I, I, uh, 
do more things that challenge me and, and scare me. Uh, my, my work and, and dedication speaks, speaks for itself. Um, right. And, and th- that's something I'm, I, I'm working on um, continuously and it's not, um, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but like the, the more I'm, I, I, I do my work, the more I go to classes, the more I, I do things on my own and, hold myself accountable. Um, what is it? Uh, Tom likes to say pl- uh, craft plus commitment equals uh, longevity and career. Um, and uh, that's, that's what I'm working towards is I'm not just trying to find uh, or not just trying to gain a job. I'm working on building my career. Um, yeah, so, often, yeah. Often as actors, there's the sense and the idea of like having to prove to others that we're worthy or that we're deserving or that we're good enough or that we're in the club um, rather than like, what does Tom say? Um, Act to seek your own approval. Yes. Yeah. It's like really seek your own good opinion, seek your own good opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Act to seek your own good opinion and and let the world be your witness Mm -hmm. rather than needing their permission or their acceptance. Yes. There is, there is no president of Hollywood or, some organization that is like, yep, you're in, we're going to let you in. It's just, we, we, we're all on our own separate journeys and it's just up mm-hmm. to us to believe in ourselves. And that's more important than the belief of someone. And sometimes it's not even a real person. It's just like a, a mystery. They that's like, Oh, I hope they like me. And it's yeah. like, well, who is they? Or it's, it's a voice from your childhood. That was someone at school that, shot down something you said or a teacher that said something to you or a parent or, or a, uh, an ex in a relationship. And that little voice still resonates in your head and holds you back rather than just trusting yourself and deciding, okay, this is who I want to be. Yes. Aaron, you got something? I'm struggling a little bit about what to share. What to share. Um, I'll jump in in the meantime. Yeah. Um, I think this is not something that I have let go of, but I'm still working on it is um, asking for help, seeking help, seeking coaches, mm-hmm. uh, seeking collaborators. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm, I'm there yet. I think I'm my I tendency. I don't know if it's the Capricorn in me or the, the Irish in me is, is wanting to do things myself and wanting to do things my own way. And, and, Coming as an actor and also as a stand-up comic, it, it can be very lone wolfy. Um, so, the, and there's a certain level of pride in in that. But I, I think it it hurts us rather than just be like, oh, okay, I, I need help. I, it's a shorter, it's a shorter route to just if you need to get somewhere, ask people who have already done it and get their get their roadmaps rather than have to blindly flail away through the bushes it's just like ask for the map ask for help ask for someone to travel with you um build a team of people and there's that saying of you want to go fast go alone you want to go far um go together um you're not gonna do a like nobody climbs mount everest alone and if you do you probably die somewhere on a mountain either on the way up or on the way down you need a whole team of people you need your sherpas you need need people who can help you across those deathly chasms of ice. <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, you got something there? Yeah. Um, I, I let go of thinking that something that I want to call into my life has to look a certain way. Right. Um, and the more I let go of that this year and started really opening, not just my eyes, but my whole senses, <laughs> including the sixth, <laughs> to right. what was available to me in my environment, I started receiving like such creative, I mean, creative solutions to goals and dreams that are like been quietly purring in the background. Mm -hmm. um, for years and it was like oh here and it, it's like finding the missing puzzle piece and you didn't think it was gonna look it wasn't right. gonna be that shape but lo and behold it perfectly fits in fact it fits not just the one thing you thought it fits three of the things you thought right. and it's just been so eye-opening mind expanding and and fulfilling to be like okay universe what else do you have in store you know like yeah. I don't have to control the exact shape, size, color, right. weight of the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a Love huge it. realization. I'm, I'm going to share in the exercise that we do at the very end, I'm going to share uh, a lot based on that. But that's a great realization. It's just we don't know how it's going to be delivered to us. Uh, that reminds me of the story, too. It's like the the, the guy in a flood who's, who's like, oh, God's going to save me. The universe is going to save me. And he's on the top of his roof and a canoe goes by and is like, Hey, you want some help? And he's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God, the universe uh, I'm taken care of. I, I trust, I have faith that I'll be taken mm -hmm. care of. And then a, a bigger motorboat goes by and is like, Hey, you sure you don't want to, uh, no, 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 I, I have faith. I'll, I, it's going to happen for me. And then a helicopter comes by and it's like, here, we're going to throw the rope down. And then the guy drowns and then meets God as creator of the universe. And he's like, what the fuck Are you? I trusted and had faith. And it's like, no, I sent you uh, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I sent you a canoe. I sent you a rowboat. I sent you a helicopter and you rejected all those things. Cause you had some you had blinders on and we're like, Oh, it's, it needs to be this way instead of being just the there's something to say about being open to receive and, and being open to possibilities and being open to, not knowing every little detail like we like to know our safety brain our lizard brain likes like oh i need all the all the stoplights to be green to get all the way there before i even start when we don't really know how it's it's just like take a step see what you can see take another step see what you can see and then trust that new things are going to come into you and by the end of your journey it might not look at all the same i mean it'd be somewhat the same but not not exactly the same as you expected at the beginning Mm -hmm. yes. yeah, right. uh, number seven is what did you no longer tolerate anything come up and again we don't have to share all these if you, if you don't quite have one right now but this is we're sharing ours but also sharing for our listeners and viewers um what were the things that you no longer tolerated in yourself um from <laughs> members from friends from colleagues where maybe this is this might be a boundary question um, this again could be a habit question. This could be a discipline question. Um, Steve, Steve Hobbs says uh, flood metaphors. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> which I thought was very funny. Uh, that's, that's that's what Steve no longer tolerates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. You got to draw the line somewhere, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, um, belated birthday, Steve Hobbs. As yeah, well. happy belated birthday. He was uh, a Christmas baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, the thing that I'm I'm no longer tolerating um, is excuses and complainers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just I I don't have time for it anymore. Uh, if if you don't have if you have excuses for things of why they weren't getting done, I I don't really care. Um, to do the do the work. <laughs> it's, it's important that you do it for yourself, most importantly, because then then you. You can t- you tell yourself that you are worth it and you are capable of doing uh, anything that you set your mind to. Um, and complainers, you know, and misery loves company, um, and uh, that's that's how we connect with a lot of people is through complaining. Um, right. But do your best to connect with people through goals, aspirations. Um, find, find those people. Uh, I've met uh, with a friend, uh, Chanakya Mukherjee, um, and uh, he, he just finished uh, the Stratford Birmingham Conservatory. And, and we spent like two to three hours just talking about plays and ideas and how things can be done and, and how, how I felt about three sisters and how he felt about it. And, um, uh, and like just exchanging ideas and and things that we wanted to see see happen, and um, he was talking about his upcoming wedding wedding in India that he's going going to, um, and uh, like just having having those exchanges and and talking about things that matter to you, um, and and just having idea conversations and open ended idea conversations because something that means something for me may not mean the same thing for the other person, but that doesn't mean that it's not valid. Um, and so that that's what I'm setting out to do more of this year is having, having those positive conversations and having those idea conversations um, because they're, they're great. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> right. And more importantly, they're useful yes. as well. Like they actually help you, uh, whereas the other ones just don't. They they drag you down. Um, I that really one really resonates with me, Brandon, and I know that um, I think you and I both really resonate when like if someone or whatever the opposite of like anti resonate if someone is in the studio in person and is complaining about something, whether it's the writing or my agent or I didn't have enough time or this is why I didn't get this. It's like, I hear that and I'm like, I have empathy, but it's kind of like, I can see where you're still kind of stuck in this. And, mm-hmm. and we, we do a good job of shifting people be like, okay, well, yeah, no problem. Let's go get it. You know, like, okay, that's all you're the nice that you got your stories, but what are we gonna do about it? Let's go to work and, and make it happen. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty good at, I think at shutting that down and we built a culture at actors audition club of, I think people are used to us being so positive and upbeat and forward thinking. And we're not really complainers that not a lot of people, we don't attract many people that are the negative naysayer gossipy types. Um, But when we do, we don't suffer that for very long. I think we do a really good job at, at shifting it. It's like, do you get sucked into that energy 
Or are you the type of person that shifts it and then are like, okay, well, think it might like you, you can either be affected by a negative person. If you're a positive person, you can be affected by someone being negative. You can go down that negative path or you can hold steadfast as the positive person. And maybe they start seeing it your way, or maybe they don't, but you're at least not dragged down by that Mm -hmm. um, and sucked into their misery fest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I really noticed that when people are, complaining or blaming or telling their stories like it just it tweaks me right away where i'm like oh they got some they got some work to do mm-hmm. i want to be empathetic to that like you, you don't want to be like yeah, you still have to be encouraging because i'm above that by now it's like we all we all fall into that um sometimes but you yeah i mean want to remain there right yeah we all have bad days but like <laughs> Yeah. What can you control? Yeah. Your attitude and moving forward. Yeah. Um, What? Anything you no longer tolerate? Gluten, lactose? Any of those? (laughs) Yes. I'm a very intolerant person. I'm I'm lactose intolerant. My diet has shifted. Let's see. I I don't tolerate anymore taking on unnecessary personal pain or discomfort in order to make somebody else's life easier. Like it's your problem. You're going to come to me for help. I will give you what I can, but not to a degree where I like try and solve and fix everything for you. Right. You know? Um, And that's a, that's a personal thing for me that I used to think that goes back to some (laughs) childhood rearing problems. um, Like it was my responsibility to fix everything. And this year I've really stepped into being like, I I will serve to this limit. This is the limit of, of what I can do to help you. And beyond that, it's like, it's your problem. Like your urgency, your crisis is not my crisis. Right. So, yeah, people can get dragged down by that, especially like some, sometimes people have it with family members or parents or people, friends, longtime friends, and then they blame them and they blame that for their own lack of success. Well, well, I, I couldn't do that because I was, dealing with this person and they have all this, it's like, well, no, you just got sucked into it. Then it's like, you got to know where to, to draw the, the boundary. And, and maybe that's the idea of being like a lighthouse or a beacon of light for them. You, you don't need to be dragged into that. You just keep your light and keep your spirit and keep your energy so that they can see that and maybe be guided by that without, without them snuffing out your light. Yeah, yeah. There's a, light, have... there's a light metaphor for. Uh, there's a light, yeah. No more floods. Oh. Well, the waves that. are right there. If there's the waves, a lighthouse yeah. there. <laughs> Don't let them erode your lighthouse yeah, foundation. There you go. There you go. Um, number eight is what did you stop doing? Is there anything that you've eliminated, made room for? I had trouble with this one. I, I wasn't sure. Um, and I'm still, I'm still not sure if I, I did stop anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I started doing a lot more, um, and, but stop doing and that. I'm not sure of. Interesting. Uh, what, what do you have for this Lars? Yeah. Um, this one is a little bit of a challenge too. 
Um, I think w- one thing, and this wasn't just this last year, but uh, one thing that I've gradually, I think I've grown out of slash consciously made decision of is, is drinking. Like I don't waste time and money boozing. I don't rarely hung over anymore. Whereas in my twenties and thirties, I wasted a lot of money. I wasted a lot of time and a lot of brain cells and wasted days where if I was going hard on a Saturday, which was always fun, like it was always fun and exciting. And I'm with friends and we're partying and we're celebrating and doing all this stuff. But the toll was feeling shitty on a Sunday, feeling shitty on a Monday and not really feeling fully energized till and back on track till like a Tuesday. Like my, my, I noticed in my, and this was probably like mid, this was probably more mid thirties when I started to realize this, but especially over the last like couple years, I can count on one hand, like the amount of times I've been like drunk, you know, like, and that's barely like now, now Brandon, when we have some drinks, it's like, whoa, I had three beers in a night. What a really went hard last night. I had three <laughs> beers over six hours. Uh, even that holiday party that we had recently is we had, had a couple, couple beers and, and that, that even feels like something to me where it was like, yeah, I remember why I don't like drinking, you know, like it just doesn't, doesn't the, the toll mm-hmm. the cost of it isn't worth it to me anymore. So I think that's something that I continue to say no to. And, and it's not hard for me at all. Like there was a time where I would look at my calendar and be like, great. I, I, I don't really want to drink this week, but I got this party and we got this rap party and it's so-and-so's birthday. And, mm-hmm. and sort of look at your calendar and be like, I can't, I can't avoid this. It's just socially, this is how society operates. But now I have, I have no problem going to a party and drinking water and just not, not going down that road. Mm-hmm. Bother me. Yeah. Um, something I did stop for a little while and I, I did pick it up back, uh, back again throughout the year. Um, uh, but I stopped drinking coffee for four or five months. Yeah. You're a tea like man. Um, I, and I, and I've grown to appreciate teas. Uh, <laughs> now I have started drinking coffee again. Um, but I now limit it to maybe one a day and I won't drink it past, uh, <laughs> you know, 2 PM, something like that. Um, that way. And I, I will switch to tea. And so um, tea, tea is very nice. It's very nice. Uh, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Always, always keep that pinky out. Uh, <laughs> um I may not be used to high tea yet, but <laughs> I am enjoying more teas, especially late at night. Um, nice, a nice hot tea to finish nice off the day is very relaxing. Erin, anything coming up for you? Yeah, I also limited my coffee intake in favor of of tea. Um, Sunday now is my my coffee splurge day, mm. but I am enjoying I'm enjoying some nice chai. Um, most mornings. Um, what else have I stopped? I have stopped. Ooh, I have stopped letting my phone notifications pull me away from my work. Ooh, that's um, I pretty much decide. I pretty much live on D and D anymore, and allow that's... myself specific time periods to check 
my messages mm -hmm. or emails a unless I know that I've got like something coming up. I might just rush over and look if I've got text notifications, if I'm expecting something specific coming in. But otherwise, I'm. it's helped me focus and get so much more done, so much more accomplished in shorter amount of times. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's just a simple toggle on my phone and right. it's worked wonders. Yeah, that's a huge life hack, man. All of those apps, like if I did this recently, I still get notifications for texts and, but it, not a ton of people text me, um, but I removed all notifications. Like I don't get any note, like nothing pops up from Facebook, from Insta, Insta, any of, and like no social media notifications because you just get pulled into it. Mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah. Now I still go into those apps way too often, but I, it's my decision to go into them rather than something constantly. Cause I mean, if you have all your notifications on, you'd just be getting beeps and dings all day long and there's no time to do anything. Yeah. Um, which means you like, you basically can't have your phone around to get anything done. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that app? Gosh, now I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, where it like, it actually blocks your social media apps. Nice. And so, oh. like, so you hook it up to your social accounts and tell it how much time you're allowing yourself to spend on them that day. And when you pull up, you know, your Insta, it'll actually block it for a second and be wow. like, are you sure? Right. And you have to click and it'll say, give okay. It to, give it to and me. And then it still makes you wait like three seconds or something. Right. Uh, there's, there's another option too, um, something called gray mode. Um, Apparently, like our brains, all the colors, like the bright blues and the bright reds um, in the apps, like our phone looks really attractive with all those and it draws us to it. But gray mode just makes it all gray. And if you do that, it actually looks really ugly. And you look at it, you're like, oh, this looks gross. And you just, they've, they've scientifically proven that you'll, you'll go into the, those apps and they're just not as alluring. You know, it's like... Um, it's like a, a bird, you know, like a colorful bird will is attractive. But well, food is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, same like, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just want you just want plain old gray oatmeal. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Eat my um, All right. Uh, final question is: What would present day me say to myself one year ago? So knowing everything you know about this past year. What would you say to yourself if you could travel back in time and be like, listen, you know what? I'm going to save you some time, some, some strife. I'm going to help you out, give you some life hacks, some tips. What would you say to yourself one year ago? Brandon? It's so much easier when yeah. you just like detach from unnecessary stress. Like you put... I think most of my stress is self put right fear anxiety oh by far importance yeah and just I mean, realizing that that's something you can let go of and it's so much smoother you'll get there by far the biggest thing holding most of us back is our self it's like our own our own thoughts our own limiting beliefs our own fears our own insecurities yeah mine was um, play from my highest self identity. No, no more small ball, make big moves fast, 
act from my highest self with my highest vision in mind, um, stay in a beautiful state. So staying in a high vibe, high energy state. Um, and then the other one was focus on team and leading as a role model. That's what I, what I said. Wow. Full on speech. Yeah. Brandon. Thank you. Oh, nice. yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Simple. Yeah. So those were, that was nine questions that you can uh, take stock of and, and take review of your life. Again, quick review. What were your biggest wins this year? Number two, who did you have to become to get those results? Number three, what were your most significant challenges this year? Number four, reflect on one of your main goals. Did you achieve it? Did you not? What goals changed over the years? And examine the thoughts and feelings that specifically come up with your missed goals. Number five, what was something that you did that you didn't think you'd ever do? Uh, and who did you have to become in that process? Number six, looking back on last year, what or who did you let go of? What was that result? Who did you become in that process? Seven, what did you no longer tolerate? Eight, what did you stop doing? And nine, what would today you say to yourself now, one year ago, uh, after this year? Um, great. So final thing to close out this uh, episode and to close out 2023, um, I'm going to take you guys through, uh, you, you and Brandon, and also all of the listeners and viewers, uh, just through a little grounding slash visualization exercise. We're going to do a little time travel here. Uh, so, Brandon, you can click us out of... Uh, Lucas out of that mode. There you go. That's great. Um, so I would invite everyone, if you've got tabs open or if you've got uh, music on, um, set that notepad aside and just be actually one second. I'll be right back. Luna is crying that she needs to get out of here. So Aww. Okay. Poor baby. Oh, Luna. Still our boss. Yes. Always our boss, no matter what. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll take you guys through this um, little uh, exercise, but also something that can be very powerful. This is something that you can do on a regular basis. So first thing is just breathe. I would invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose, filling your belly, nice big belly breath. And then release through your mouth. And as you breathe, really breathe and focus on just being here now. This is something that I, I have thought about a lot recently. I feel like there, in my life, there's a lot of times where I'm everywhere but now. I'm in my head about past stuff. I'm thinking about future stuff. Sometimes that's even on stage. Sometimes while I'm on camera, um, where I'm like, I'm showing up for today's show, but I'm already thinking about the next show or I'm shooting something on set and I'm already thinking about how this is going to look in my demo reel and the next stepping stone. Like what is this? Once this comes out, what's going to happen from this versus focusing on, on just being here now. So another deep breath. Just be in your space, notice your space. And then I invite you to, to close your eyes. And what I would invite you to do is tap into the feeling 
of one year from now. So let's say December 31st, 2024. Do a little time travel, some quantum physics, some quantum leaps. And I want you to tap into the feeling of one year from now. And while your eyes are closed, use your imagination, but make it real for all of your senses. So where are you? It's December 31st, a year from now. Where are you? What's around you? What do you hear? Maybe there's a taste. Maybe there's smells. What do you see around you? What can you touch around you? Who is with you? Who is around you? And specifically start tapping into the feeling and the senses of this was your most successful year ever. Whatever that means to you as an actor, as a human being, as a, as a, brother, sister, friend, family member, partner. This was your most successful year ever. And tap into that feeling and to those senses, specifically the gratitude feeling of, I did it. I did it. This was my biggest year yet. I set all these incredible goals, had all these incredible plans, and I became the person who I needed to become. And now that it's the end of the year and you did it all. No limits. No throttling back. Just your biggest goals, your most successful year ever. You did extraordinary things. And really feel the gratitude of I did it. I fucking did it. And the excitement of how that feels. And the pride and the feeling of accomplishment. And really take note of that in your body. Make sure you're still breathing. Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. And again, feel that this was your most successful year ever. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does it sound like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? Who's around you? Where are you? Excitement, pride, accomplishment. And now something that I want you to add in there is, were there any surprises? Did things come into your life that you didn't expect at all? Often, again, we like to map it all out, but it never happens the way we want. New opportunities. What new opportunities came in your life? What new people came into your life? It could be new auditions. What collaborations did you have that you didn't expect? Have you started the year one way, but by the end of the year, you're working with other actors you never expected to, to work with, other directors, um, other creatives. So what collaborations? Who came into your life that you, that you made significant collaborations with? What quantum leaps did you experience? Often we get stuck thinking that things need to happen incrementally. And, and there's something to say about slow and steady wins the race. But also we live in a world where your life could change any given day. We can make quantum leaps, in, in especially over the, the time of a year.
maybe not in a day, but over the course of a year, your life can change drastically. So again, the gratitude of I did it, the excitement of I did it, the pride and accomplishment, but also what surprises came into your life? Who did you collaborate with? What quantum leaps happened that you didn't expect? What magic and really allowing that space for that magic. And now I want you to tap into the feeling of what does your future 2024 vision say to present me? So you're in that space of this is December 21st, December 31st, 2024. What does that vision and that person say to you right now? If you really listen and you're really still, what does that future person say to you? What does that future vision say to you? And take note of that mentally right now. And a few final thoughts. Allow the idea of every timeline can exist at the same time. It's like, yeah, we're here now, but there's past timelines and future timelines that multiverse idea and how do you embody the future version energy every day? Can you embody this future version energy every single day? And can you tap into your future authentic self every single day? This is something that we all have access to at any given moment. we got to take some time. We've got to breathe. We've got to be quiet sit in the silence, connect to the universe, but tap into that future authentic self and surrender the how. Again, allow for surprises, allow for unknown collaborations, allow for quantum leaps, allow for magic to happen and surrender the idea that you need to know everything right now. You don't need to know exactly how everything will happen and we really never do we like to know how but we don't need to know how a couple more thoughts keep breathing deep breath in deep breath out think of past last year one that's past 2023 could you have predicted everything that came to you Probably not. So again, release the need to know everything in advance and be okay with the thought of, I am not to know everything now. It's not for you to know everything right now. And trust in the past evidence that you have in your life that things, for the most part, have worked out and that they always do work out. And that even in times of, of um, challenges and obstacles and struggles that you do always figure it out and you will always figure it out. You're either getting the result you want or the lesson you need. And tap into the idea right now of creating a mind movie. So you're, you're literally time traveling right now. You're December 31st, 2024. Create that mind movie. And what you're doing is you're turning your fear into a lived memory. That's what a visualization is. Athletes do this all the time. 
actors do it before shows athletes do it before their their big uh, routines their their skiers do it they can race car drivers do it um skaters ballerinas gymna gymnasts they see it all so that it feels so real that you're creating a memory of your future and the reason that's important is our brains love familiar things and our brains hate new experiences our brains are afraid of new experiences because if this is something new it means change and change can be uncomfortable change can be a threat new things are a threat to our lizard brains which is a challenge when you want new things and new experiences to come in your life your subconscious brain is scared of that because it can become a threat to things you have now. So the way to get over that is to visualize these things and to feel these things with all your senses so that these new experiences that you're calling into your life, they're not new. They're already vivid, lived memories and you can feel it and touch it and taste it and experience it so vividly in your imagination that you're turning your future into a memory now so that when these things start coming into your life, they're not new threats, they're familiar memories that you knew were going to come true. And not even come true, you just knew they were true now, but in a different timeline. And the final thoughts, again, releasing those expectations that everything has to go exactly the way you expect. Um, realizing expectations are often the root of your suffering. And being okay with the idea of shifting expectations to appreciation. So rather than getting upset that your expectations weren't met, just the idea of appreciating what did happen. And having that sense of curiosity or awe or, huh, isn't that interesting? Rather than, oh, no, things didn't go exactly as I expected. Take a deep breath. Deep breath out. And on your own time, open up your eyes. Notice the space around you. And come on back from the future. Welcome. How was that? You want to share any um, any shares? It was very visceral and warm. It felt very comforting and exciting and safe, mm -hmm. as well as really curious, like to know that from here to here there's a gap in between, and it's kind of a a, it's like a present being waiting, being waiting to be unwrapped. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. It, it was full of lots of laughter um, and and warm feelings, um, and um, it was just very nice. It was very fun. It was a very fun atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it feels good. I, I love that idea of something new. Our brains see something new as a threat. 
So even if it's something positive that we want, some goal, more money, more roles, more love, more whatever, if it's something new to us, mm-hmm. we'll resist it because new means change, means threat to our to our caveman lizard brains. Um, we like to, our brains like to know like, oh, this is something familiar, this is comfortable, I know the outcome, which is why we sometimes get stuck in, in the past and, and don't make those big, bold leaps. But the idea of turning that new thing into a memory through these visualizations so that it just becomes so real that your subconscious is not afraid of it because your subconscious just sees it as, as something real that has already happened rather than Mm -hmm. something new and scary that could potentially be a threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Oh, nice. I want to give a shout out here. Elia Gazelle. I do remember you, of course. Yes. Uh, Elia from Lebanon. Um, He once won an acting contest. Um, Yeah. You won a, um, you at our audition hero workshop last was it was it January last year? Maybe that was two years ago. Um, yeah, we miss you too, Elia. Good to hear from you. Everything mm-hmm. is amazing. Happy New Year, happy holidays. Hope everything's good for you in Lebanon. <laughs> and uh, Steve Hobbs also said, "Thanks, Lars. Happy holidays, Laughing Vikings team." Uh, all right. Any final thoughts, final shares? Oh, one, one question specifically from that experience um, that I'm interested in is the, uh, what did your future vision say to present you? Um, have fun and keep moving forward. Nice. Love it. You deserve it all and more. Love it. Yes, you do. All right. And with that, 2023 comes to a close. Thank you for listening, for watching. This is episode 162. Uh, We're wishing you happy holidays uh, and all the best in 2024. We've been throwing around the idea of, uh, we like catchphrases, so we like the idea of more in 24, mainly because it rhymes. Um, But I think we can all, we can all get more, we can be more, we can do more, we can have more mm-hmm. within reason, you know, <laughs> without getting greedy. But um, yeah, it's not greedy to be everything that you can be or do everything you can do or have everything you can have. Yeah, you deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah. So go get it. So hopefully that was helpful to everyone listening, watching. Um, Those questions are things that you can return to. That visualization is something that you can do on a regular basis to time travel and to make your future a memory. I love that idea of time traveling to the future and making all the future things that you want to be, do, and have a memory. So that it's, it's like that, that phrase of, and so it is. And so it is. Yeah. Yeah, And remember that you wouldn't be able to visualize that future if it wasn't something within your, within your reach, if it wasn't possible, the seed of the idea wouldn't even, it wouldn't exist. And everything does begin. Everything you've ever done in the past first started as a, 
as a thought, as a seed of an idea, something, a whisper in your ears and then became a reality. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Now that we're all zenned out here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're all going to have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Go have some coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's tea time. Right. Tea. 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 <laughs> uh, that was great. We went a little long today, but uh, I think it was worth it to, to finish the year strong. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, check us out on your favorite, favorite podcast platform. Hit us up at Actors Audition Club on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. And um, you can still join Actors Audition Club. And what a great time to join Actors Audition Club. We've got some big things coming in the year that we'll tease out in the new year. Um, So stay tuned for those. Bye. Bye. Happy 2024, everybody.